Hey, and welcome to the Franz Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom. And on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the elements. I'm going to backtrack a little and talk more about some theory parts of the book. And then I'm going to move on to steps one, two, and three and kind of go in order on initiation into hermetics. And I am an executive coach for practitioners of Franz Barden. And I have achieved all the abilities of initiation into hermetics except for levitation. So that's where I'm coming from right now. And the elements, as I imagine them, can operate both horizontally and vertically in the human being. And it's usually best if I talk from my own experience So I'll talk about how I've integrated the elements in my own body and something that is with me all the time that I don't need to think about or think through in order to know what it is. It's something that I experience every moment of every day, the elements as such. And so, if we go just horizontally, on the right side, I imagine fire, and that's electrical and positive. On the left side, I know that there is water, and that's negative and magnetic. And the fire, I picture as physical fire, that red-orange color. And the elements are analogous to the physical elements that we deal with in life. So the elements in me are going to basically have colors that are analogous to, that are similar to how they appear physically in the world to me. So fire is that kind of red, orange color, basically, All along my right side in water is the deep blue like the ocean or a river on my left side and the fire is electrical and positive and the water is magnetic and negative and the water has more to do with feeling and emotions and empathy and the fire has more to do with vitality and life force in light itself, and both of them are descending from my head or above my head from the Akasha, and those are the two main elements coming down and um, operating in me horizontally, and I am right-handed. With a left-handed person, it could be the opposite, but I am right-handed, so I have fire on the right, and in my offhand, my left, I have water. And so if we go vertically from the bottom up in the legs and in the thighs and in the kind of tailbone groin area, I have earth, basically. 
and I have earth um, kind of pictured as green and brown because where I live, the earth is green and brown, and that's basically what I see. Now, I know Barden uses yellow for earth, and that's fine. Um, but this is the way I've kind of integrated it in a way that works for me. And if you've listened to me before, you know that I'm big on the subjective component in doing what works for you based on your own temperament and proclivities and life situation. I think this work is very experiential work. It's very subjective and it bear, and you've got to take into account your entire personality and good and bad. And some of that is dealt with in the magic mirror process in the beginning of the steps. But I think sometimes it um, requires more cleaning up than even the magic mirror offers. Sometimes it can require therapy or trauma work or Um, some more searching. I came to Barden after many years of searching before I even read him. So anyways, vertically moving up, we have the earth in me as green and brown in the legs. And and as you kind of go into the groin up to the abdomen and throughout the solar plexus, I have water pictured as a deep blue, as an ocean or a river, and then you go up into the chest, and I have air, and that's pictured as sky blue, as air, as the sky is, and that's the neutralizing component between the fire and the water, and of course, at the neck and the head, I have the fire, so you kind of have water in the abdomen, fire in the head, and in between you have air neutralizing on both with neither a positive or negative charge, and um, the fire has the electrical charge in the neck and the head, and the water has the magnetic charge in the abdomen and going into the genitals. And so um, that's part of it, and now the earth is kind of subsuming all of the elements at once. And in me, I know that Barton um, talks about the elements, like one element being predominant in a person. And that's what you've got to watch out for. And I, I definitely think that's true. In me, for example, the earth has been predominant. Um, and I've been weak on fire. And so... To balance my fire, there's obviously the parts of the steps that deal with the exercises of a spherical ball and all of infinity and imagining fire all around you and accumulating vital force and, you know, all of the exercises that deal with fire. There's plenty of them. And that can be helpful. But there are also... (laughs) There are also lazier ways to, or maybe just more immediate ways to 
bolster the fire element in me. I can take a real hot shower. I can take three extremely hot scalding showers a day. You know, I can turn the heat up, you know, real high and get a lot of fire. But even better than those two, those are real kind of lazy ways um, to do it. The best thing I found is to go into a sauna and just supercharge with the fire element and take a Gatorade into the sauna with me, sit in the sauna for a good 20 or 30 minutes straight. I mean, I do this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, known, I'm known at the gym, says the guy that stays in the sauna the longest. And I will go in there and I will stay in there for 20 or 30 minutes just getting a huge dose of fire and obviously hydrating myself with electrolytes as I do it. You know, you don't want to be careless or pass out. Obviously, you've got to be safe. And if you're going to pass out, you need to walk out of the sauna. You know, I don't want to encourage anything unhealthy or wreck, totally reckless. This is just what I've built up to doing in the saunas. And that can really help. So I'm a big believer in that. Um, the fire also has to do with the will a whole lot, you know. I mean, the the water may have more to do with empathy and feeling and the fire more to do with willpower. And one way to increase willpower that, um, you know, I think Barden would definitely support because He's constantly referring to Eastern teachings as well. This is this is the Western esoteric tradition, but it's very much, um, you know, um, resonant with the Eastern traditions of Buddhism, Taoism, and Hinduism, and you know, Advaita Vedanta, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and. So, um, one way to strengthen the will, getting back to what I was saying, is to do the Zen meditation of counting one's breaths and counting from one to 200. See if you can do that. That will strengthen the will. You know, in and out is one, in and out is two, in and out is three and then get up to 200 of those. And you get up to 200, and you should feel, uh, I mean, I, I feel, for example, a physical increase, a physical adjustment, where I actually feel the willpower in me as a physical sensation. And I feel all the different elements kind of congealed and tied together in the interwoven web is basically tightened and balanced with that increase in willpower after doing it. And sometimes I will do that exercise back to back like four times, you know, I'll go from one to 200 Take a brief break, stretch, use the bathroom, whatever it is, and then come back and do another one to 200 
then take a brief break, come back and do one to 200 and do that three times. And I will feel my will tightened, the elements kind of all balanced and congealed together. And it's almost like they're rallying around the willpower and the willpower is holding them all together, balanced and safe and tight and ready to go and singularly focused on whatever I want the will to be focused on. And then I could focus on the Barden exercises from that point on, or I could focus on a podcast for that point on, or whatever the, whatever the thing may be at the time. And so that can increase the willpower. Um, the empathy and the feeling part is perhaps something some people may have more of a natural proclivity to do. And the willpower may be something somebody has more than natural proclivity to do. Some people may be extremely strong in willpower and weak in empathy, and others may be high in empathy and weak in willpower. You know, you have this thing now called empaths, and empaths often lack the willpower to set boundaries, make decisions, you know, say no. Those are all things that have to do with willpower. And empaths are so empathetic to emotions and feeling everybody's pain around them, going into a room and feeling everybody's energy closely. And that's me, by the way. I'm an empath. And so I'm weak in willpower. So I've had to work on establishing the willpower and the fire principle because the water principle is so naturally strong in me that I will go into a room and I will feel everybody's pain and I will sometimes get overloaded and get the boundary between self and other blurred and the willpower increase can basically cut through all that kind of like a sword or a blade. And another important thing that like, I guess this feels like really important to say and to repeat again, but like before I ever got on the internet and before I ever started releasing videos on Franz Barden, I did a lot of spiritual work and I was, I kind of had my own cosmology set up already and understanding. Um, I kind of, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is when I read the theory part of Franz Barden for the very first time, I recognized it as true, as something I had already come to before I read the book. So I didn't need to learn the theory. I basically read Barden's theory. It resonated as true as the way I saw things too. And then I saw, wow, he's taking this. He understands it as I do. And now he's taking through steps to basically master these supernormal abilities. And it's almost like getting 
a secret Tibetan teaching, you know, for the public. And I'm thinking, what? This book was pretty cheap to order and to get. And it's giving me the secret teachings of the universe. You know, wow, I am lucky to have stumbled across this book. And it's walking me through steps. And yes, it's a little dense, but it's actually taking to the next level. And it's just incredible. It's just incredible what initiation into hermetics has done for me. And it's really taken me to the next mystical level. And it is a life path. And um, at any given moment, in any given day, I can tell kind of what element is weak, you know. Right now, I have, I mean, right now, as I speak, for example, I have the fire element is strong and the water element is strong. And the air element is a little weak, you know. The neutralizing element is a little weak right now. Um, maybe that's just because I'm using my breath to do the podcast, but um, that's probably what it is. So, anyways, there we go. And I could talk on and on about this. Um, like I like I've said before, the magician card may be something that can help somebody that's visually inclined to see it all. Um, and I use the purple on my podcast, uh, you know, page uh, because that's the purple of the, um, you know, the violet of the Akasha, I feel. And I am comfortable, too, using the word God and using the word God to basically um, describe the Akasha or what's beyond the Akasha. And then there's divine providence, which I see as the highest level. And so all of these things are integrated. But I think working with the elements is key in this work. Working with the elements is really what's going to take us to the next level in being able to master these abilities. Working with the elements is going to do it. And so, for example, if we skip ahead a little bit and go into step one in the thought discipline and thought control, then you basically have like some difficulties there. And you may need more work with the elements before you're able to get thought discipline and thought control. So I'm not necessarily an advocate of being a purist or a dogmatist and turning Barden into dogma and thinking you have to do the same thing exactly like the book. You can skip ahead and then go back because... That may be necessary depending on where you are at with things. So, and you know, before I ever got on the internet, I corresponded with a lot of people. I've had a lot of good mentors. I've been blessed with a lot of good mentors, a lot of good professors that knew a lot about the occult and about religion 
and about um, esotericism. And so I've been blessed with a whole lot of contacts and a whole lot of mentors that were really, really helpful to me. And that was all before I even ever discovered Barden. And I discovered Barden for the first time through a retired professor that um, was writing a book. I think it was called The Gnostic Tarot. And it referenced a few things that sounded very interesting. And I ended up kind of looking in the references and found Franz Barden. And I was like, wow, I need to order that book, whatever that is. And so I ordered the Barden book and, you know, still before I went on the internet, read the Barden book and it was just incredible. So anyways, I know I kind of repeat a lot of things, but a lot of stuff needs to probably be repeated because it's a process that, um, you know, takes certain people a long time. And so... Yeah, there's the two main elements, the fire and the water. And those are the two main elements. And it's a matter of bringing the polarities into balance. You know, as the Taoist right, it's all the opposites coming into balance. The way that can be named is not the true way. You're not exactly sure what it is at the end. It just kind of flows, you know. And they say the Tao flows like water. I would actually venture to say like the Tao flows like a mixture of fire and water, you know, a balance of fire and water, which is, you know, the other elements, air and earth, bringing it all together. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. The elements are a beautiful gift. And if we ever get confused about the elements, just think about them in real life. What is fire? What is water? What is earth? What is air? We use it all every day. We're around it all every day, you know. And the elements on the metaphysical level are just analogies to that, basically. Derivatives of that. A mystical version of that in ourselves. And in creation, you know, almost, I guess you could say, invisible to, you know, the untrained hermeticist, uh, those, those uh, mystical elements that we're working with are invisible. But, you know, the point here is that the steps make them so they are visible to us and we can recognize them in ourselves and recognize them in others, and be aware of all of the different levels of the elements, you know, because you're going from the physical form of the elements to the mystical form, and so it's spaces, and it's spaces we travel in, and it's levels and dimensions of spaces, and, but, but the point is getting the elements balanced in the body and being able to work with the elements in a way where it can help you achieve all of the abilities and in initiation into hermetics. So I've said a good bit. I hope this was helpful. Hope I didn't repeat myself too much. 
but just trying to make some of this a little clear for uh, people that may be interested. And many blessings to all of you. If you're interested in getting possible coaching, you can always write me at thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com and we can set up a free talk, a free exploratory talk over Zoom or phone to talk about to talk about it, you know, and how I might be able to help you. And, um, yeah, so that's basically the deal for now, guys and girls. And um, many blessings. I know it's kind of an uncertain time in the world right now. And it's some, you know, really unstable situations that a lot of people are facing in a time of transition and change globally and nationally, depending on where you are. You know, I'm in the USA and there's certainly, you know, uncertainty here about political and economic realities. And I know each country is facing their own issues. So blessings to you wherever you are. And I will see you on the next podcast.